The legends are true. But overwhelming power! The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of Wickdonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece Nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at Wickdonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! And participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. If you're a woman over 40 dealing with hot flashes, insomnia, brain fog, moodiness or weight gain, you don't have to accept it as just another part of aging. The experts at Midi Health know all these symptoms can be connected to the hormonal changes of menopause. And Midi can help with safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. 91% of Midi patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com. With over $500,000 in contest prize money up for grabs, the NFL is back in action, and so is winning season at MyBookie. Head to MyBookie.ag to choose from a variety of boosts and free bets and get in on the fan-favorite $100,000 Super Contest, which only costs $10 to enter. Pick five games against the spread each week. Each win earns you a point, and each point gets you closer to the grand prize. In order to get started, make your first deposit over at mybookie.ag. Use our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN to instantly receive double your deposit. That's right, double your money to double your winnings with your first ever deposit using our promo code ABSOLUTEDGEN. Bet anything, anytime, anywhere with MyBookie. Absolute sports betting degeneracy. Hey everybody, Arch here, and it is Tuesday. Max, what's happening? I'm just uh, uh, settling into the fact that there's no NFL today. Ooh. It's weird, right? It's, <laughs> uh, we, we had uh, pretty much NFL all all day, uh, every day last week. So it's it's uh, yeah, no, no NFL to watch today. But uh, hockey is back. We got three games in hockey to watch tonight, so that's something. We'll see if they actually get played. Uh, NBA, of course, is is plugging along uh, despite them pulling in. G-leaguers, D-leaguers, F-leaguers. I don't even know what kind of fucking leagues they have anymore, but everyone's just showing up in the NBA. Uh, and we had a boring-as-fuck Monday night football game. <laughs> I guess we're going to talk about that to start. What's up, Panther? Well, you know, if you're dying to watch football today, actually there is five uncanceled college football games. So, so far. Uh, we, yeah, so, so far. We got that going for us but uh yeah last night's football game was quite the snoozer well do we take anything away from that football game last night i i don't know i mean for, for miami uh tremendous right uh, first team in history to ever have a seven game losing streak and follow it up with a seven game winning streak so uh congrats to miami uh two is playing some good ball jalen waddle had a really fucking good game out there so he him being healthy him being off of the COVID protocols and, and being able to connect with Tua, uh really important for them moving forward they they have a tough road ahead though they've got the titans next week they've got the patriots in the last uh game of the season but if they win them both miami's in the playoffs so just think that miami if miami wins out they are in the playoffs for the Saints, though, I don't know what you can say. I mean, you have Ian Book out there who, I mean, uh, Panther, I'm sure you have some Notre Dame uh, quarterback stats, uh, guys not named Joe Montana that uh, have not done so well in this league. But he, you know, 
what do you say about Miami? They should have won that game. We, we kind of had the feeling that they should have won that game. It smelled. The line was awful, but it just turned out to be, well, fuck, I guess Vegas was off on this one. Yeah, that's kind of funny about that. It was part of my parlay. I did take the Dolphins yesterday. I missed my parlay by two freaking points. Thanks a lot, Jazz. But, yeah, yeah, Ian, Ian Book just, just overmatched um, the, the play calling, the – you know, the, the Saints just couldn't get anything going, right? They, they didn't run the ball effectively. The Dolphins defense could key on Kamara. And, you know, Book wasn't asked to carry the load. He didn't throw a lot of attempts. Uh, the two interceptions obviously doesn't do you any favors in an NFL game. Turnovers are key. But, uh, you know, it's, it's his first game. I don't know if they're going to trot him back out there, what – you know what they're going to do but this saints team has been battling all season long it really makes you wonder what they could have done had they had a drew Brees, a philip rivers even a jay cutler so something out there um to, to steady the quarterback position keep in mind they've played this whole season without michael thomas as well uh so they you know this is a team that's they've gone out they fought and it just makes you wonder what they could have done with a quarterback. Yeah, if Jameis hadn't gone down, this might we might be singing a totally different song. Uh, isn't that fucking crazy? Yeah, <laughs> I was like, oh my god, Jameis Winston's our Lord and Savior. Yeah. I'm like, wow, like that. But it, it's true. It's fucking true. I mean, and, and other than that, Kamara missed some time as well, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that that defense was banged up. They had a lot a lot of personnel missing uh, because of COVID protocols yesterday as well. So. I, I don't know if you can say, hey, great win by Miami, but it's still a win and the you know their playoff destiny is in their hands. If they can win out, they're in. So uh, good on Miami for, for bouncing back this year. They probably should have been even better. Their, their defense was just atrocious for a while. Do you remember that? It's just like they were just bleeding points earlier mm-hmm. in the season and they turned things around. So I think it's an argument and we've been kind of – broken record download and listen to every single episode you hear us say it a million fucking times is it's preseason matters i feel right <laughs> i mean you know don't cram in a 17th game when when these players actually do need a preseason to, to get some quality football in the first few weeks the moment that they started reducing uh preseason games preseason practice time uh hitting and practice all that stuff like the, like as those things changed over time the quality of football that we get in the first month has been really bad i'm just gonna say it like you're not uh, you think think about week one panther your your favorite team the green bay packers what happened to them in week one obliterated by the saints you know know, but but here's the thing you're talking about the preseason they do give them what two preseason games and they still refuse to put the starters out there the guy, they don't play. So I don't yeah, know that yeah, giving them yeah, no three. because when it was four, when it was four games, that they uh, there was a progression. No starters in the first game, some starters in the second game, half the third game, half the fourth game. You're gonna see those like the more preseason time that they have to practice and do these games. I think you're gonna see a, a, a better product out on the field, especially with the defense. Because yeah, you might not see the quarterbacks, or the wide receivers, or the the high money players out there. But the defenses typically played a lot more reps in preseason. So that was a lot crisper earlier in the season. And so this whole fucking like notion that we want this to be an offensive driven league. We want these quarterbacks to be great. Well, there might be a fucking uh, problem with that. Yeah, yeah well, be- I, 
I was just saying, I think, you know, the thing with the three and four preseason games, like you brought up, though, you can spread the players out. They can get a few reps in. They get, a, you know, get hit a couple times. I think that's the key is just to, you know, take a few hits for the running backs and the quarterbacks. But you're not exposed the entire game. So, you know, the big thing they don't want to do is risk injury on meaningless games. So now you're down to two games of preseason. They're like, yeah. oh, shit, we're not throwing them out there at all. We're just, we'll take our lumps in game one and you're right the week one was unbettable brutal <laughs> it was an interesting it was an interesting week um yeah as far as takeaways from the game last night i don't know if there's anything i i, I can't throw too much too much shade on ian book because uh, i mean he was just kind of thrown in there he, he wasn't ready he i don't know i don't know if he's an nfl level quarterback to begin with and then with no real prep time I, I can't get too upset with him. Although I will say, all of a sudden, Jordan Love, who led his team to a, at least get a touchdown, all of a sudden looks pretty good. Well, this doesn't make a lot to, to make Jordan Love look good with Ian Book. You know, I'm, <laughs> I'm going to take this opportunity to shit on Brian Kelly a little bit. Um, you know, he was at Notre Dame for 12 years, and we, we've had some names, right? There's been some quarterbacks come out of Notre Dame. Ian Book is the all-time record holder for wins, yards, touchdowns, all that stuff at Notre Dame. But the Notre Dame quarterbacks in their last 24 starts in the NFL are 0-24. They haven't won since Brady Quinn all the way back in 2012. And, you know, it just makes you wonder if Brian Kelly does do anything to get quarterbacks ready for the next level because none of them have had any sustained level of um, excellence or positivity in the NFL. Is that a Brian Kelly to, is that is that specific to Brian Kelly, or could we say that across all of college football? I bet maybe all across college football. But here's the thing: I think if you go back and you look at a lot of these quarterbacks, a lot of them have come from the the no names, the North Dakota states, the mediocre Stanfords and Cal's, and 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 the the schools that aren't national championships. Now, Nick Saban has kind of changed it. Oklahoma has kind of changed it over the last two years where you're getting these Heisman Trophy quarterbacks are getting drafted, getting into the NFL, playing well. We'll kind of leave an Baker Mayfield with an asterisk maybe, but Kyler Murray's been playing well. Uh, Tua, Jalen Hurts, these guys are coming out of Alabama. So uh, historically, though, your big name Heisman Trophy quarterbacks actually don't do that well in the NFL. Well, it's almost like spreading up, you know, lining up in spread offense, then looking over at the sidelines and them telling you what to do right before the snap may not be developing NFL level quarterbacks. Oh, completely agree. And yeah. I think when you go through the history of the greatest quarterbacks have ever played, they call their own plays. They make the adjustments at the line. They kind of they're their own offensive coordinator. And these, these guys, these young kids who haven't gotten to that stage, um, yeah, they're they're kind of depending on the offensive coordinators and the head coaches. And I don't think that's a recipe for success. No, it might not be. But Max pointed out something last night. It was totally anecdotal. And I went to go look it up. Max, you want to explain your, your thought process? Yeah. So just watching the Ian Book performance, and this is, this is not an indictment on Book himself, but it just made me realize that I've seen more quarterback stinker games this year than I have seen of the excellent ones, right? So for every Joe Burrow 525 that you're seeing out there, you're seeing these 135 yards, 95 yards, uh, you know, two interception games from these fucking quarterbacks. And it, it, I, part of it is 
I'm not enamored with this rookie class. I, there's been a lot of backup quarterbacks playing. We mentioned the whole James Winston going down and the carousel that they've had in, in, in New Orleans right there. But just anecdotally, I was like, man, when I go through the stat lines each week, I'm seeing more of these sub-200 passing games than I am seeing the 300, 400-yard passing games this year. Well, I decided to look into that. I took, I went over to ESPN. I grabbed their QBR, just QBR on the season, everybody. And I just copy and pasted from, 20, from 2021 to 2017. And this is what we can see right now. In 2021, the average QBR is 48.6. In 2020, it was 56. 2019, it was 58. 56 in 2018 and 55 in 2017. So significant drop off just on just overall on the average QBR. This could be the the bottom feeders are weighing it down, but I have more to say on that. But just right now. Yeah, go. No, yeah, it's it, this. This is a. Uh, it's astounding when you when you look at some of the names that on here that um, I you know no surprise like in Justin Fields right Zach Wilson uh, Trevor Lawrence uh, I'm surprised that Davis Mills I thought Davis Mills would be better Sam Darnold Jared Goff at the bottom Baker Mayfield Ben Roethlisberger Daniel Jones Taylor Hidnicki, uh Jalen Hurts is starting to turn things together. Um, Russell Wilson's having a brutal season. Matt Ryan's not doing so well. And once Dak again, Matt Prescott. Ryan is the very definition of average. <laughs> yeah, he is. Yeah, right. Exactly. Once again, you know, Dak Prescott, uh, you know, so Kirk Cousins, hey, not bad in the middle of the pack there right there. Uh, Matt Jones leading the rookie class there. Um, but as, as you kind of go up there, you're seeing these more familiar names, right? I mean, Aaron Rodgers, number one, Zon Brady, number two, Justin Herbert, number three, Matt Stafford, number four, Josh Allen, number five, Carson, Carson Wentz. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that Surprise was a shocker. Uh, Pat Mahomes, you know, uh, Kyler Murray, uh, to uh, uh, Derek Carr. You know. So, I mean, you know, uh, it, it makes sense. Like, these are the guys that when you're looking week to week are having some of the bigger games. But even Matt Stafford, I mean, we know that he's had, what, four, five, six stinkers this year? I mean, the, the season's got two weeks left. And if I went through Matt Stafford's uh, lines, he's either the MVP or the worst fucking quarterback in the league. <laughs> You know, flip a fucking coin. Josh Allen is either MVP or the worst fucking quarterback in the league. So even these top players, Tom Brady last, you know, two weeks ago, right? I mean, I'm just saying, even these top quarterbacks are having some issues. And I think part of it is is the defenses are changing, right? The defenses, I think we brought this up a few weeks ago, is is this finesse defense, right? These these guys that are agile and then they're, you know they're they're out on the field to, to make these you know plays. They got the you know kind of the um, the length to them, right? They they they're tipping passes and they're they're doing things that are just like disrupting the quarterback. So the teams that are succeeding, funny enough, are the ones that are running the fucking ball, <laughs> right? I mean that that's the success that the Patriots are having, the success that the Rams are even having. Everyone's running the ball. Uh, Green Bay, they run the ball well. Tampa Bay, when, when Leonard Fournette's out there, he can run the ball. So, I mean, I think the league is catching up defensively with, with all these rule changes and all these things to make quarterbacks effective that now it's, it's, it's kind of a watered-down product. Could be. Panther, what are your thoughts on this? I mean, we've seen, it's six to eight-point drop in QBR this season. Yeah, he, yeah, I think the injuries and the COVID has, has weighed a lot on the last two years. We've dealt with a lot of that stuff. And it's hard to create any chemistry or symmetry uh, with your offense. But to Max's point, you know, if you, once you stop messing with the rules, then the defensive coordinators and the coaches can start to put together game plans to, you know, that's the whole thing is they've, made these rules so offensively favorable that the defenses have been dealt a, a really hard 
deck here to, to play with and that they've had an opportunity now because the NFL stopped screwing with the defensive rules that they can put something together and start game planning against you know these quarterbacks I think Patrick Mahomes is the biz, biggest example who's you know not only just his numbers but I think just the eyeball test you're watching him play and it's like it looks like the defenses have maybe caught on a little bit so um, I would like to see what happens when we don't have the injuries. We don't have COVID. We don't have all this crap going on. And you just put the best team out there that each team has. No surprise that the rookies and the bad teams are struggling. I think they go hand in hand. Um, and seeing guys like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and Mahomes and those guys at the top also goes hand in hand. But the fact that the QBRs are down, I think, is has more to do with the injuries and the COVID stuff that the, the lack of having your full offense out there than it does anything else it certainly could be um so like it's average will can suffer an average number can suffer if the bottom is really bad so maybe maybe i thought well rogers might be playing good and brady might be playing good and it's just you know zach wilson justin fields dragging everybody down rogers has a 67 so far this season 67 would put him at seventh last year it would put him at ninth the year before. It would put him, you know, a seventh in eighteen, and it would put him. It would put him at fifth in twenty seventeen. That's that's so, that, phenomenal. That, I mean, that's that's kind of compelling, right there. If you think about that, right? I mean, you you see Tom Brady a, a few seasons ago, you know, with a seventy one, seventy, you know, like uh, almost leading the league, right? And now. Yeah. He's still second, but it's still like a what a three or four point drop off for him. Um, Jesus, look at this one! Like fucking Pat, Patrick Mahomes with an eighty point three, Drew Brees with a seventy nine point two, fucking Mitchell Trubisky. <laughs> he squeezed in there somehow. Yeah. <laughs> well, you always have those like head scratchers, right? Like this right. this season, uh, it's it's the what the fucking Carson Wentz doing up there? Yeah. <laughs> but even so, Carson Wentz, he's six with a fifty nine point eight. I mean, come on, yeah. Like th- th- there there is definitely something up and and uh you know th- thank you for looking into it and and uh putting some stats together um but it's just, just something to keep an eye out on maybe uh maybe all these rule changes to improve quarterback play are starting to catch up because the quarterbacks are are i i feel like maybe they're risking a little bit more or they're they're doing stupider stuff figuring that hey there's gonna be a defensive uh holding play or there's gonna be a penalty or something like that so i'm just gonna fucking launch the ball and it ends up getting intercepted like mm. uh, all that cute stuff that fucking patrick mahomes does on a week-to-week basis that was you know leading him to be mvp one year well defenses are just like fuck you i'm not gonna touch the guy like you, you're gonna fucking hit this circus shot of a fucking uh <laughs> you know, wide receiver throw then fine you can do that but i'm not gonna touch this guy i'm staying you know six feet away from him that's COVID protocols. That's it. <laughs> you know, keep in mind the bottom tier. That you're, you're right that this rookie class has not been that great. Maybe the last couple rookie classes, Joe Burrow, um, you know, missed half the season last year. But uh, let's not forget guys like Rogers, Brady. They're getting older. You kind of expect a little regression there as well. Um, so I, there's so many different factors. I don't know if we could actually just put a pin on this is what's causing it. But it is interesting to see that the offenses have kind of come back to earth, I guess you will. Because the, the last couple of years, man, 40-point games weren't out of the norm. Yeah. And, you know, Canada here is always uh, way behind the times. You know, when I was growing up as a kid, the milk cartons used to have pictures of missing kids. Well, they still do that in Canada. I, I pulled out some milk yesterday for some cereal and it had illegal contact missing on, on the milk carton. It just <laughs> disappeared. <laughs> 
Oh, shit. Hey, uh, let's talk about Moon Bet. Have you ever wanted to own a piece of a sportsman casino? Moon Bet gives you that chance. You got to hold their M Bet crypto token. Head over to bitforex.com to buy those tokens. Join the Moon Bet ecosystem. You can head over to moonbet.org. Use the link in the description so they know you're a true DJ and Eclipse competition. Make some money with Moon Bet. Wilson, you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. 96% of Grammarly users say that it helps them craft more impactful writing. Would you agree? Grammarly helped adjust my tone to navigate tough work conversations. And it works everywhere I write, so I can quickly communicate effectively. Your teammate used Grammarly to summarize an important document, making a three-pointer. How did he do it? It only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. You made an incredible slam dunk to end the game. The meeting was canceled, and your team will go home champions. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. That went a lot longer than, uh, uh, than you know, That's okay. I expected. It's so, okay. Yeah. Uh, Gerardo says, great call, Mad Max and Harding having a monster game yesterday. Uh, someone had to, right? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so who the fuck's out there anymore? Um, yeah, if, I mean, not quite the 50, I thought, but he had 39 points, uh, eight rebounds, 15 assists. So, yeah, he, he did have a really fucking good game. But, you know, I was, I was expecting a fucking 50-point uh, drop there. But... Uh, for, for the Clippers, I mean, they, it was, it was, Marcus Moore Sr. was their leading scorer because who the fuck else do they have out there? Anyway, um, got some NBA to talk about today. I got four. Panther, you said you got like five NBA? I got five, yeah. Wow, okay. Um, start off Washington at Miami. You know, uh, the Heat still dealing with a slew of critical injuries. Bam Adebayo, he's out. Kyle Lowry, he joins the injury list. But one player who is available for Miami is jimmy butler and with him out there there's always a chance for the heat to win and you got to add into the mix that washington's bradley beal is going to be out for today's game so this is looking like a miami win to me heat have won four or five games they're 11 and four at home this season wizards of course they lost to the sixers two days ago dropping them to nine and 11 on the road back to the heat though over the past two weeks they have been the sixth best shooting team in basketball uh, posting a 54.4% effective field goal percentage. But almost as important, I feel, is their def- defensive efficiency has ranked second in the league during the last few weeks. That is That was like the big thing that got them to the NBA Finals, right? They played so fucking good defense. I like Miami to get the win today. They probably even cover this one, but I'm going to take that money line. I'm going to up it a little bit here, a $15 money line bet on the Heat. 
you know, I'm betting five games. You found one I'm not on. Oh, get the uh, fuck and, out of here. <laughs> you know, I should be. Yeah, yeah, you should. Was- Washington's really been bad. And then without Bradley Beal, it's put a lot of pressure on Dinwiddie, who's played markedly better. But he's just not a guy that can carry a team. Without Bradley Beal, they just don't have enough firepower. I'm going to do you a favor and not jump on after the fact. But I probably should have been on this one. I was already on five. So moral support on the Heat. Yeah, I think you're right on. The Heat look like they're going to win. I have them covering the six. I just, yeah, just, I didn't like it that much. So I'm leaning that way, but you're going to catch this one. All right. I think we're going to have some maybe disagreement on this next one. Philadelphia at Toronto. Toronto, uh, they've been hit hard with that COVID bug. Uh, Fred Van Vliet, Scotty Barnes, uh, original gangster, Anunobi, he's going to be out for tonight's game. However, it does seem like Pascal Siakam, Gary Trent Jr., and Kem Birch will be available for tonight's game. They have missed some time due to the COVID protocol, so maybe con- conditioning could be an issue, but I think that they're going to be out there. Philly, for the most part, they, they haven't been impacted by the COVID protocols, but I think today's the day that they see those uh, issues popping up. Shake Milton's going to be out. Danny Green's going to be out. Andre Drummond is going to be out. That's a huge blow to this team. Uh, Sixers, they're coming off of that aforementioned win over the Wizards a couple of nights ago that improved their road record to 11 and 8 on the year. In that game, Joel Embiid had 36 points, 13 rebounds, uh, his typical you know, stat line, right? Uh, Raptors, <laughs> they are coming off of a 45 point blowout loss to the Cavs. But prior to that, man, they had been playing some pretty good basketball. I think the value is on Toronto here to get the win. So a $10 money line bet on the Raptors. Yeah, complete disagreement here. And that's only because of the question marks on these players. Gary Trent's on my fantasy team, so I do keep track of him. They are saying maybe, but they listed him as doubtful. So I'm not even holding my breath there. Uh, And then I think without, you know, even with Trent, Siakam, these guys aren't traditional like scores and you know going against a philadelphia team with joel Embiid, who can put up monster numbers and without drummond probably will be expected to carry a lot of the load i just feel like without toronto being healthy the six years can cover this touchdown i'm going to put ten dollars on philly seven and a half seems like too many points i just could not get there i do have philadelphia winning most of the time well like 90 percent of the time but covering seven very rarely so i'm gonna put 10 bucks on toronto plus seven and a half all right wow it happened yesterday it happened again today three different bets on the same game yeah uh next one up for me let's talk denver at golden state uh one of the surprising elements to the warriors winning ways this season has been their depth well it seems like covid is going to take a bite out of that andre Iguodala, he's out jordan Poole, he's out Draymond green he's out damian lee he's out but steph curry is is available so Uh-oh. that Uh-oh. makes the warriors a very dangerous team right there and for denver I mean, there's no significant COVID issues, but uh, Aaron Gordon, questionable with a hamstring injury today. And then for a team that's already missing Michael Porter Jr. and Jamal Murray, losing anything offensively could be disastrous for them. Uh, Nuggets coming off of a road win over the Clippers. That improved their road record to 8-10 and 10 on the season. Golden State, of course, they've won four or five games. They are 27-6 and six on the year, 16-2 and two at home. While I'm struggling to get Golden State to cover this one, I do have them winning this game enough to warrant a money line bet. Unfortunately, I have to up the ante even more so to make it profitable for me. So a $20 money line bet on the Warriors. 
Yeah, the Nuggets, you know, they've just not been as deep. We talk about their lack of depth. And now, you know, without Aaron Gordon, most likely, and also Monte Morris, who's been the kind of fill-in de facto point guard without Jamal Murray, um, it, it puts so much pressure on Nikola Jokic to really carry this team. He's putting up monster numbers. He'll probably put up monster numbers again tonight. But I just think with a healthy Curry and a healthy Andrew Wiggins, that's too much firepower. Golden State wins and covers the seven. Ten bucks on the Warriors. There you go. No kiss of death here. You're right. They're they're going to win. So they're going to cover Golden State. It's Golden State. That's it with, with Steph. Uh, I'll lean that way. All right. Last one up for me. Let's talk this Thunder at Kings game. Um, if you happen to miss it, OKC Shea Gilders Alexander is back. And he's playing some amazing basketball. In fact, what, he, what he's doing right now is, is actually emulating some of the better aspects of James Harden's game. He is scoring at a rate of 0.96 points per isolation possession. He was just named NBA Player of the Week. Thunder in that time span, 3-1. and one. He's averaged 27.5 points, 7 assists, 6.3 rebounds per game. As for the Kings, they've lost three in a row. They got chewed out pretty badly by Elvin Gentry. You know, see if that fires them up. I don't think so. I think their lack of effort transcends coaching. This is there needs to be a roster shakeup here. Certainly bound to happen before the trade deadline. Some guys going to be shipped out of Sacramento. I just like how OKC is playing right now. Shea Gilles Alexander is the best player on the court in this game. So a ten dollar money line bet on the Thunder. You know, I'm going to give you tons of moral support, but the whole reason I couldn't jump on board here is I thought five and a half was too many. Like, why is Sacramento favored by this many points? They haven't been playing well since the, the firing of Luke Walton. The coaching coach bump hasn't really made a difference. Yeah, I think you're right. There, there has to be some player shakeup here. And I don't know if I, I, I like Gentry. I think Gentry's a fine coach, but I think there's just a hodgepodge of a bad mix of players here, and it's not going to make a difference. The five and a half scared me off. It's almost like Vegas knows something. I'll lean Oklahoma City, but I couldn't bet this game. Yeah, I, I couldn't bet this game with any real confidence either. So I'm just going to lean OKC in this one with the five and a half. All right, I ran through mine. I think Panther still has a couple left. Oh, boy. Quick, uh, let's have a look at Cleveland at New Orleans. Okay. Uh, Cleveland coming off that absolute beatdown of Toronto. And they've been playing well. They're not really dealing with any COVID issues or missing a couple bench players, but they've got that big lineup that I talk about all the time, uh, you know, where they, they rebound the, the putbacks, the blocking. I think that just causes fits for a new Orleans team that just is not that big. So uh, I like Cleveland, the five and a half felt like maybe a little too many, but I'm kind of just hoping they last minute three point or something to cover it, <laughs> but uh, 10 bucks on the calves. You know, the rumor mill, and I, I don't know, who they would trade or what they would trade for is that uh, the Cavs seem to be one of the leaders for the Ben Simmons trade right now. Um, I, I don't know. I, I like Darius Garland as their point guard. Um, maybe Ben Simmons is an upgrade. Maybe, but I, the, the way that they're playing right now, I, 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 they're not championship caliber team, but they're a fucking good basketball team right now. Uh, looking at this one, though, I, I think it's a little bit closer than the five and a half. I'll lean New Orleans getting those points. They're, they're not playing absolute shitty basketball right now. So uh, Pelicans at home getting points. 
I was tempted. Uh, a lean on New Orleans. Yeah, I, I this one's razor thin margins in my mind. I'm going to lean Cleveland with you, Sex Panther. I do think they win. I do think they come really close to covering. So moral support, man. All right. See if I can get you on board on this next game. Lakers at Houston. You Houston can. is Houston dealing with some COVID issues themselves. Kevin Porter Jr. is out. Now Jay Sean Tate is out. Puts a ton of pressure on Christian Wood to carry the load. I just don't see it. This team's you know, already one of the worst teams in the NBA. They're missing two of their scores going against a Laker team that, you know, Westbrook does what Westbrook does. He'll guarantee and put him down for a turnover or five but uh, lebron should be able to do enough here if he even plays i know davis isn't playing but five points i think the lakers can cover this i'm putting 10 bucks on the lakers you know if i told you one team it has a four game losing streak and one team has a five game losing streak you wouldn't even blink an eye to say that it's it's the lakers with the five game losing streak the way that they're playing is just, just terrible uh but yeah the rockets are dealing with covid issues um i you know i wanted to get on the rockets with this one i know arch is probably getting on the rockets with this one i i have it very 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 close possibly houston gets the the win here uh i'll lean houston getting those points yeah at the five and a half it became um, you gotta bet it you gotta bet houston the Lakers are a train, train wreck, and I expect the train wreck just to continue. All Houston has to do is just keep let the Lakers just be who they are and just fall apart. So I'm going to put ten bucks on the Rockets plus five and a half. Have you probably waited? It'll probably even get better yeah. Yeah. because it was four and a half, and then it was five, and now it's five and a half. So it's the line's definitely moving. If if you want those points, one more game for me. Going to take a look at the Knicks at the T Wolves. The Knicks have actually been playing much better of late, and part of that has been Kemba Walker. Uh, Kemba slid into the starting point guard spot, and he's been putting up points. He's not been a distraction, and this team is playing a lot better. Minnesota, we talked about it the other day, uh, just beat up COVID-wise. I don't even know who their starting rotation is going to be. Might not even be able to pronounce the names. But it's not the names that you're used to seeing. I think the Knicks cover the five. I'll put 10 bucks on the Knickerbockers. Yeah, it's funny. I mentioned that Shea Gilgis Alexander was one of the NBA players of the week. The other NBA player of the week was Kemba Walker. That's right. Uh, as for Minnesota, um, should have money lined the fucking Timberwolves yesterday over that I fucking know. shitty ass Celtics Shit. team. God damn it. You know, uh, Jason Tatum, he was a late scratch that game, so it kind of changed everything uh, in that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, you could uh, have Jaden McDaniels out there, mm-hmm. or you can have Nathan Knight out there, or. Uh, I think Malik Beasley is still out there for Minnesota. So those are the players that are out on the court tonight to take on the Knicks. Um, I I don't know, man. I kind of like Minnesota in this one at home getting those points. I know the Knicks are playing better basketball. Kemba has, has fallen, I guess I won't say back into favor with Tibbs, but he's scoring. They're winning. So I'm going to lean Minnesota getting those points, though. Yeah, I was a lean Minnesota. Almost bet it. Just uh, after yesterday's game, I thought, well, let's just let's just lay off them today. (laughs) We're good. We're happy. We got ours. Uh, So, yeah, just a lean on the T-Wolves. And we do have some hockey, right? Got three games, but we're only going to talk about one of them. (laughs) It's like (laughs) Golden Knights heading to the Kings. Um, Listen, man, this is the first time uh, these teams are playing this season, which is weird because they're in the same division. Uh, anyway, but prior to the, we'll call it the extended holiday break, both teams were playing some really good hockey Kings. In fact, they're creeping up on a playoff spot. They're right there eyeing up the eighth seed. Um, 
but taking on a Vegas Golden Knights team that I'd say starting to become a complete team or almost a complete team. Uh, that's one way to throw some cold water on the Kings. Um, I think the way for Vegas, uh, so way for the Kings to win this one is to prevent the Vegas high danger shots. Vegas leading the league in high danger shots. You got to prevent those, those close range shots and then exploit their biggest weakness, which Panther probably knows is their goalie situation. Robert Lehner has not been stellar this year. In fact, he's injured right now. So I don't even know if he's starting right now, which probably puts the more unreliable Laurent Brisson in the starting lineup today. Uh, Kings, they're also dealing with some COVID injuries, uh, which is it could be a, a blow to their offensive talent. It's a, it's an offense that is good, but probably should be better. Uh, their expected goals, one of the least uh, you know uh, in the league. I'm sorry, one of the highest in the league compared to their output. Uh, so they probably should be scoring more goals. What's kept the Kings in this game though has been the resurgence, the bounce back season of goalie Jonathan Quick. He's having a really good year. Um, still, I, just, I think the Vegas offense is too much here. I think the Kings are going to be competitive, but Vegas gets the win. It's the only bettable game for me today in hockey, so a $10 bet on the Golden Knights. And the only thing I'd like to add is that I think the line just – I'm hoping it's the laner factor that he's not playing is why the line the way it is because I think the line should be a little bit – chalkier for the Golden Knights. They had been playing really well before this extended break, kind of finding their rhythm, and now we'll see what they've got going after the, the three-week hiatus. But, you know, all things created equal, picking up where we left off, I think the Golden Knights win this running away, but that line just it just feels a little off to me. I'm going to bet the Golden Knights, but it's, it's got the hints of a trap to me. Mm. I do think Vegas wins minus 145. That might be a little too high to pay. Maybe it's, it's right there, but this should be a close game. Should be exciting. I do think Las Vegas does win. So yeah, I would go that way too. Uh, Iceberg says he likes the thunder to cover. There you go. And he says he wants the Kings plus one and a half. I don't hate that. I do think this is going to be yeah. a close game. Yeah, yeah no, I, I think it's close. Yeah. I Vegas winning it. Um, you know, almost every single time so it's it's worth a bet for me but this this king's team's not that bad um gerardo asked does the uh vegas <laughs> does the king's uh knights game go over uh, probably i you know the again uh the the goalie situation for vegas makes me think that you know they, they might they might go down early they may you know yeah, honestly he might might have some value uh looking at looking at some live betting uh odds in, in in the hockey game i think they could probably you know maybe go down like a two two nothing deficit and claw their way back so i, I kind of like the over in that one yeah i kind of like the over too after a hiatus and then the goalie situation and everything uh assuming the total is five and a half it is i like the over okay yeah panther did you have any hockey or is that it i was it. i was the only game i was on all right we talked about the nfl we squeezed that in we talked about quarterbacks are they regressing that is an interesting topic league-wide are they regressing and what's the reason we talk about basketball we talked about hockey max that's it one of our longest episodes in a while. Mm. <laughs> Make sure to download the DGENS app for Android or iOS and listen anything but our picture picks. Anyone's picks over on Twitter at Betting Absolute. And no matter where you listen, please, highest rating, come subscribe, download, and listen to every single episode. Panther, take us home. Take you home with another Panther parlay. Like I'm, we missed it by two points yesterday, two freaking points. 
Probably should be money lining this shit. Uh, let's take the Philadelphia 76ers minus the seven. I'm on the Lakers minus the five. And Golden State minus the seven. That'll be today's Panther Parlay. Then we're hanging out on Facebook, Twitter. Give us a shout-out by name. We will be sure to shout right back. But most importantly, let us know what you did yesterday, what you're going to do today. And when it's all said, done, kids, it's all make some money, fools. Information on this podcast may not be construed to offer any kind of investment advice or recommendations. Under no circumstances will the owners, operators, or guests of this podcast be held responsible for damages related to its contents. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Every day, we rise, challenging ourselves to work for what we believe in. At U.S. Border Patrol, protecting our borders is more than a job. It's a calling. Agents answer the call, working together to keep our country and communities safe. If you are ready for a new mission, join U.S. Border Patrol and go beyond. Learn more at cbp.gov careers.